You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastroianni back with you after a series win for the Atlanta Braves, who now head out on the road trip with a magic number of six as they begin a four-game series with the Philadelphia Phillies. We're going to wrap up the weekend, the homestand that was for the Braves, and of course look ahead to this head-to-head battle between these two NL East foes, and who knows what October will hold for one or both of these teams. As we know, uh, I expect both of them to be there. We'll find out exactly how all that shakes out. But for today, a 5-2 win for the Braves over the Pirates gives them two out of three in the series and clinches a postseason berth, so a ticket of some sort has been punched by the Braves. We'll talk all about that. As always, I want to remind you to subscribe right here on YouTube to Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Click the bell. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, welcome back in. It was uh, quite the weekend for the Braves. to take two out of three from the Pirates. They retired a number of one of the all-time greats of the franchise, and they take one more step towards uh, realizing their October goals, which are, uh, uh, as far as checklists are concerned, it's good to see those things happening. Yeah, you take off vacation in a Pittsburgh Pirates season or series thing, no, nothing happening there, nothing major. And uh, yeah, it kind of blew up those series becoming a little interesting. And yeah, the Braves got obviously much bigger aspirations for this season, but never want to take for granted making it to the postseason. Yeah, and they've done it now for six consecutive years, and they'll look to make that six consecutive National League East titles the next step, uh, the next box to check off on that list. But let's talk about game number 142 of the season. Crazy to see now that we're just down to 20 games. Regular season will be over in three weeks. Then the real fun begins. Braves improved to 93-49 and 49 with five runs on seven hits, no errors. They left six men on base. Pirates now 66-77. and 77. They played the Braves pretty tough this weekend. Two runs, seven hits, no errors, and five men left aboard for them. Brad Hand, the winner relief, he's now four and one. Colin Selby takes a loss out of the bullpen for the Pirates, is two and one. And Rice Iglesias saved number 29 of the year. Two hours, 25 minutes. It didn't seem like it was going to take that long the way the first six innings went by. 39,071 on hand to see it on Sunday. And what they got to see was, I felt like, uh, Jake, kind of a course correction, a good step back for Alan Winans, who has shown the Braves at times some signs of being a pretty useful pitcher. And he was more than useful on Sunday against Pittsburgh, pitching into the seventh inning and allowing just two runs. He was. And really, you look at it outside of that start against the Mets where he had just faced them, that second start of back-to-back starts against them. He's been really solid for the Braves in those other three outings for him. And you look at this game, 27 sinkers, 23 sliders, 18 changeups, 18 four-seam fastballs. Did a really good job mixing things up, 19 called strikes. I mean, that's a really good number right there on 86 pitches. Yeah. So was able to fill up the zone, got some swing and misses as well. So I thought this was a really uh, encouraging start from Alan Winans, and we'll see with the Braves rotation right now. They try to give guys rest. Obviously, Strider sick at the moment. We'll see if he gets another opportunity. But certainly, again, outside of that second start of back-to-back ones against the Mets, I think he's done a really good job. Yeah, I think he does, has done that as well. And we could see him at some point here over the next uh, you know couple of three weeks. But we could also see some changes to the Braves rotation based on what you just mentioned. A doubleheader waiting for them on Monday. Spencer Strider under the weather. How are the Braves going to handle that? We'll get to that a little bit later. Alan Winans, though, six and a third innings uh, on the day. Six hits, two earned runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. As Jake mentioned, he really mixed everything up. They got a few generous calls, as I think both sides did, with one of the widest strike zones I think we've seen all year. I know people like to say, well, it needs to be, if it's bad, it needs to be consistently bad for both sides. 
I would prefer it just be good and move on, but uh, it was what it was. The Braves picked up a win, and I guess you'll take those any which way you can get them. Uh, just 86 pitches for uh, Alan Winans today. He allowed the two runs in the sixth inning, but overall, a, a very good performance from him. As far as the Braves' offense goes and performers go, they don't get much better than Ronald Acuna Jr. A one-for-three with a two-run single that came in the seventh as the Braves went ahead for good, and Ronald had the go-ahead hit. 93 runs batted in, Jake, out of your leadoff man, eight away from his career high, and continues to pile up runs scored. He leads Major League Baseball with 129 of those, just two away from the modern franchise record set by Dale Murphy. We just talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. and making all kinds of different history, whether that's in all of baseball and especially for this franchise. Yeah, I mean, again, what he's done and what he did in this series and really just kind of going off here lately, really since the MVP debate started to heat up between him and Mookie, it seems like he's kind of gone into another gear here. I mean, you look at his outs, they're loud. A 114-mile-per-hour ground out in this one in the third inning, the first at-bat of the game. He sends one into right center. It's a great catch there that robbed him of a double. So, I mean, he's just been fantastic, and you know how much he wanted because of how this series transpired to get that big hit late in this game to give the Braves the go-ahead or to give the Braves the lead there and put them ahead. You could see that emotion from him there. So, again, this guy is just incredible what he's doing, and I love seeing him rack up those RBIs. We talked about it, you know, as he puts together this just amazing season. He's approaching now he already's well over 100 runs scored you get him over 100 rbis as well to go along with you know 60 plus stolen bases 35 plus home runs hitting 330 over 330 i mean uh, ops around a thousand just yep. what he's done this season is just again we're running out of adjectives but it's just it's remarkable and we just get to sit back and watch it but again even in this series like i've mentioned you, you take a vacation for a pirate series think it'll be nothing and acuna you know goes off maybe has a little bit of dust up maybe gets him a little bit of extra motive not that he really needs any and again just takes it like i said into a whole nother level of what he can do and what he can show you each and every night yeah he certainly does and, and while we may be running out of adjectives we'll just keep trying because he mm -hmm. keeps going out there and doing this thing as you mentioned you know with 100 runs batted in and well over 100 runs scored out of your leadoff man not too many guys in baseball history doing that kind of thing either we can do a deep dive by the time he gets all done with this but still the chance for 40 homers out there in front of him a chance for the franchise record for stolen bases is out there. I mean, there's a lot of things Ronald Acuna Jr. can do before this season comes to a close, but the big man coming up in the big spot with the hit that the Braves needed to go on top. Matt Olson, meanwhile, has been a big man in the middle of the Braves lineup, as you might imagine, if you're approaching the home run record for the club. Just three shy of that now. Uh, Matt Olson, no home runs on this day. No homers for the Braves in general, which may be news in and of itself, so maybe I buried the lead. But two hits, three more runs knocked in, and a walk. 121 runs batted in for the Major League's RBI leader, Matt Olson, who just uh, continues to show you that he is going to be an impact bat for this Braves club. And the career year that he's putting together, I think, is the, all that the Braves envisioned and then some when they installed him at first base prior to last year. Yeah, and you look at it really after his first couple of months, he had that batting average down, and that's something coming into the season. A lot of the people thought the average would go up with the shift going away, but he had so many fly balls, I don't think it impacted him as much as we thought, but still... Since those first two months, I mean, he's been hitting close to 270, more towards 300, especially the last couple of months. I mean, he's just been racking them up. And you look at his last five games now, double-digit hits in his last five games. So uh, he's you know had a little bit of cold spell there, maybe towards the end of August, early September, particularly for the home run. Still was getting on base, getting his hits. But now he's really started to heat back up and look more like that MVP candidate where, you know, I still think he's probably in that top five right now, even again after that little bit of cool-down period. Okay. Four, 
five home runs in the month already, same as Ron Acuna Jr. Uh, he's just been absolutely tremendous driving in runs this season. Yeah, he really has. I asked Matt Olson, like way back at FanFest, I mean, what is it, you know, about the shift going away that could help you out this year? And he says, honestly, when I hit the ball on the ground, it's kind of a miss. That's not what I'm up there trying to do. He's trying to hit line drives, clearly trying to elevate the ball, as you might imagine when you're approaching 50 home runs. That could be part of the strategy. But these 121 runs batted in, that matches Freddie Freeman for the most since Andrew Jones uh, in uh, 2006. And if you're looking at other things that Matt Olson could do in the final 20 games of the season, if he can find his way into 15 more runs batted in, he'd tie Eddie Matthews for the modern franchise record with 135 runs batted in. And uh, honestly, if you look at the 120 in and of itself, only nine hitters since the Braves moved to Atlanta have had a 120-plus RBI season. And it starts off with Hank Aaron and moves to a few other Braves who've won some MVPs, some championships, and the like. So Matt Olson is certainly in good company as far as all of that is concerned. Now, the Braves, as I mentioned earlier, they clinched their postseason berth with their win over the Pirates, and now their magic number is down to six, heading into a four-game set against the Phillies. We'll get into it a little bit more, Jake, in just a moment when we preview Monday's doubleheader. But this looks like the road trip in which the Braves have an opportunity. I heard on the broadcast that they've got the champagne on ice. It's going to be traveling with the team. But as we know, that's the first of several champagne celebrations the Braves would like to have moving through the month of October being the ones that they're most looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, this Braves team, obviously, it's built to win a World Series. So we know that's what their ultimate goal is. But as I mentioned at the top, you never want to take these things for granted, whether it happens in the Phillies series, maybe in the weekend over the Marlins, maybe they stretch it out until they come back home. I don't, I don't know if they want to do that or not, but certainly this is going to be, you know, another incredible accomplishment for this team. You come into the season, you look at the Mets with the biggest, you know, payroll ever. You look at the Phillies, a really good team that just spent three hundred million on Trey Turner. I mean, this was a division that a lot of people thought coming in was going to be a really close race, and. Quite honestly, it's been pretty much the Braves from beginning to end. So, uh, you know, when that happens, obviously going to be a huge celebration. You don't want to take these division titles for granted as somebody who grew up in the 90s, watching it and taking it for granted for so many years in those late 90s, uh, 2000s. So uh, it is, you know, truly looking forward to it. Hope they could do it in Philadelphia. Maybe that, I don't know, gives them a little bit of uh, leg up or advantage. Philly's just seeing that. Maybe it makes them more mad. I don't know. Either way, I'm really looking forward to it and want to see them have a good series in Philadelphia. Just to give them the confidence because they could face that team again and they need to win those games in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's always good to win those head-to-head battles, not to mention the fact that you could put on ice, no pun intended, the National League East as well. And then, of course, you look forward to the bigger and better things. You mentioned that, you know, going through the 90s, all the division titles, 14 of them in a row. The Braves now closing in on their sixth consecutive I will never forget, you know, walking through the student union in college and seeing the 99 World Series come to a close and thinking, oh, all right, well, they'll be back next year. And it was quite a while until the Braves got back to the World Series. So, yes, enjoy it every which way that you can. But obviously, the eyes are on the bigger goals for the Braves. There's no two ways about that as well. Let's talk about this Philly series in just a moment. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, as you may be aware, it is now NFL season. And this episode of the Braves Postcast is brought to you by FanDuel. And as you get ready for NFL season, they've got incredible offers because they are America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers that put that $5 in will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on everything from spreads to player props and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Charlie Morton is the official game one starter for the Braves against the Philadelphia Phillies in a doubleheader that takes place at Citizens Bank Park on Monday. 
14 and 11 record for Charlie. He has really pitched well over the past month. I know that the last time out was a little bit shorter, but overall, you have to like the way that Charlie has thrown the ball since figuring things out after that really rough four start stretch after the All Star break. Again, 14 and 11, 322 ERA. He meets 15 game winner Taiwan Walker in game one of that series. And I would say, as much as anything, Jake, and we've seen the implications of you know matching up with a team you might see in the postseason, the way the Braves and Dodgers just did. I think to your point earlier, these head-to-head matchups between the Braves and the Phillies, we all know what happened a year ago, and we all know what's possible come October if one or both of these teams gets hot and they run into each other again uh, with uh, much bigger dreams on the line. Yeah, I mean, the Braves, obviously, we just talked about it. They're in very good position, hopefully clinch their vision soon. And the Phillies are in a pretty good spot there with a pretty big lead in that top wild card spot. So, you know, while this game may not have much significance in terms of the regular season, you know these two teams don't like each other. The Phillies knocked out the Braves last year. So it's going to be somewhat of a postseason atmosphere, just like, as you mentioned, it was in L.A. despite these games, you know, not really meaning a ton for the regular season, but Looking forward to it. Want to see Morton get that consistency back. Three walks in his last starts. You know, really want to see that get back under control. And then who's going to start in the second game? Right. That's, I think, going to be one of the big questions for the Braves. I don't know if it's a huge question because we've all kind of run through the scenarios and the way the Braves have had to run through some of the pitching depth that they have. It could be Kyle Wright, who did not make his rehab start for the Gwinnett Stripers on Sunday with the idea that the Braves would hold him back in case they need him. They are going to have to make a roster move, so the Braves weren't going to commit to naming right their starter in Game 2. And Brian Snitker said after the game, yes, he's available, and if we decide to go that way, he is one of the options. And as we know, for Kyle Wright, who has missed three, nearly four, actually nearly four months at this point, maybe over four months uh, with that shoulder inflammation, uh, getting a chance to talk with him after his rehab start up in Rome, and then again this week as he was back around the team at the ballpark with the club at home and his rehab having moved to Gwinnett, Kyle feels pretty good about where he is at this point, and it was really all about building up the pitch count. So the Braves could use Kyle. He threw 50 pitches in his last rehab start. That would probably have been up to that, what, 65-75 range in his final, fourth and final, which was the idea anyway, at least for rehab starts. If you can get a pretty good 75 pitches out of Kyle Wright in a place that's pretty hitter-friendly, that would still get you pretty far, I think, in this doubleheader. It would. They also called up A.J. Smith-Shawver. Now, he's only thrown two-thirds of an inning since August 15th, so I imagine he's not very stretched out either, but maybe a combination of those guys to try to get you through five, six innings and then just see how the game's going at that point. So I'd love to see Kyle right back up. I don't want to see his return kind of rushed because the Braves really need an arm, but uh, it's kind of where they are at this point. And as you said, he's stretched out to maybe go 70-75 and a guy who's you know been at the big league level for a good while now, I think he can handle – making that, you know, continuing to make those adjustments at the big league level as he works his way back. But uh, we'll see what the Braves, you know, decide to do. But obviously, doubleheader here. Another big series against a division rival with a doubleheader involved that you thought would have a lot on the line earlier in the year hasn't turned out to be that case as the Braves kind of ran away with the division. And like I said, Phillies kind of have wrapped up that wild card spot too, just about. Yeah, and this is going to be a very different-looking Phillies club than the Braves saw the last time that they matched up because uh, the Braves obviously went on quite the month of June, and the Phillies have played some really good baseball in order to get to the top of that wild-card heap, even if they haven't been able to run down the Atlanta Braves, who just seem to show no signs of going into any long funk that opened the door for anybody really at any point this season since getting really hot in the month of June. So that is uh, what's going on for this particular series. Braves and Phillies have another one at Truist Park 
when the Braves come home. But this one, a four-game set at Citizens Bank Park, begins on Monday. Charlie Morton on the mound in Game 1 against Taiwan Walker of the Phillies with a first pitch set in Game 1 for 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. That'll wrap us up here on this edition of the Braves Postcast. As always, we appreciate you riding along with us. We will be back at it this week as the Braves and Phillies do battle, and hopefully Atlanta will take another big step toward clinching the National League East and moving on towards October. Once again, a 5-2 victory, a series win, a playoff berth was clinched for the Braves in their victory over the Pirates on Sunday. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We'll catch you again soon, and until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 